welcome to the first Scottish Football Forums podcast of 2012. Laurie joins me as co-host once again. Happy New Year, Laurie. Yep, Happy New Year, Craig. Uh, good to be good to be back for the first show of the year. Look back at some SPL games and also some uh, Scottish Cup ties as well. Uh, we had a wee bit of a break there, a week off after we'd done, I think it was two podcasts in a week between Christmas and New Year. So we had a wee break, a wee rest. Fatigued. <laughs> that's it, I don't want to work you too hard, Laurie. So that's what we need a winter break for, you know, just have a, a, a bit of a rest. Yeah. So, following on from the success of our, our 25th episode, we've got two guests on again in this episode. The first guest making a return is Chris. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year, Craig. Happy New Year, Laurie. Hey, good, to, good to have you back, Chris. That's good to be back. And Greg makes a return to the podcast as well. After pulling a sickie for the last couple of episodes. <laughs> happy New Year, Greg. Uh, happy New Year, Craig. And happy New Year to all our listeners, especially those in Canada who are tuning in right now. Aye, <laughs> good shout. Steve, Steve was on the, on Facebook asking what happened to the podcast last week. So I told him that Laurie was too lazy to do it. Oh, it was you who was too lazy. I was like, <laughs> when we're doing a podcast, can we get a break this week? Cause it's... <sighs> I, I don't like being overworked, Laurie. I know. So the first thing up, I thought we'd discuss is the SPL games way back on the 2nd of January and the first game up that we should discuss is the Edinburgh Derby. Laurie, you'll enjoy enjoy this bit. Hibs against Hearts, which I had chosen as the Paul Band charity bet. So that meant I'd went for a 0-0. Obviously wrong. Laurie, you you had your your kind of green tinted specs (laughs) on. You went for a 1-1 draw. Scott went for a 2-0 victory to Hibs, bizarrely. Chris, you went 2-0 to Hearts, so you would have got a point in the SFF predictor with the full-time result being 3-1 to Hearts. Did you enjoy it, Laurie? No, it was boring. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was. It was. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, yeah, it was... I didn't think it was the greatest game in the world. Uh, I thought Hibs were very poor. I thought we were we were okay. I thought Hibs would, I thought Hibs would want it. I mean, I, the surprising thing for me with Hibs is, you know, they've got a bit of an inferior squad these days. You know, they do need more quality. But it comes to the derby, and it only seems to be one team that really wants to win them these days, and it still hearts. And yeah, there's a couple of dodgy decisions, no doubt at all. But the first goal, definitely offside. McGowan, I know he's been reprimanded since. I still think it's a bit harsh. I'd still call that handbags, but I guess these days that's always going to be a, a suspension. But overall, pleased. I thought we deserved it and good atmosphere. Well, in one end anyway. So, yeah, chuffed, but not the greatest game in the world. I think you were right. It was a good uh, deal of play acting with uh, the part of uh, Ivan Sproul. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he went down as if he was seriously hurt, but I suppose technically it was a, a headbutt. However, however much it, it didn't look like it hurt, it was a headbutt, and I think he should have been dealt with. So I think a two-match ban is fair, especially the way, the way things are in modern football. <laughs> look, I'm not, I don't think Wendy agrees. I don't think Wendy agrees either, <laughs> and she's got a good point now. If that's if that's a headbutt, exactly, Wendy. If that's a headbutt, then God, I, God, I don't know what what you call what happens out in a in Motherwell at the weekend, eh? What do you think, Greg? I don't know where she got the headset and the microphone. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of nonsense. I think, I think the, um, I think we've set the set the precedent with all these things in recent weeks, where they're 
they seem to be trawling over the video um, video evidence for all the games and they're, they're now pulling folk up. And I think they're just going to dig a big hole for themselves because you're going to get players suspended left, right and centre. And I don't think it's going to stop um, what happens on the pitch because, you know, in, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the game, players are going to do daft things, but um, we're just going to see loads and loads of players copping um, copping two match bans and it's just daft. Just um, like you're saying, there's absolutely nothing in the incident. I mean, the referees dealt with it at the time by you know, more or less waving it away, so time to drop it and move on. What the nonsense. Whose phone's running out of battery? That's not my phone, it's not my phone. It's not my phone. is just coming through to get it. I thought it was Wendy. Uh, I thought uh, it was Wendy's phone. So she's moaning at. <laughs> she needs to, she needs to plug her it, phone uh, in and get charged. So what about, <laughs> what about Black's t shirt, though? I thought it was a good bit of banter. Oh, aye, brilliant, superb banter. Did he get pulled up for that? Because I was reading something, mate. Oh, that was the nonsense that he was. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, uh, there's a lot of arguments saying that because a lot of people were saying that it was only shown at the end. It was shown at the first goal. I don't know if anyone caught it on TV, but I was in that corner when he took the corner, and he did turn round and he took the tee. But it's a good bit of banter, if anything. It's having a laugh at himself as much as anyone else, and yeah. it's just, it's just, it's even. I don't know what the. I suppose it's still, I know the, the laws usually come under goal celebrations and it doesn't usually apply to someone who's not involved in the celebration because he wasn't over with the other players celebrating, but I guess technically it's an offence, but if he gets pulled up for that, then that's that, that's even worse. I mean, that's a bit of fun. I, I, if he had something that was offensive, I suppose it's a problem, but yeah, talk of that getting pulled up and he's a Geary as well. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. It's I, I don't know what they're playing at, at the moment. So the the next game up is well, it was Inverness versus St Johnston, but that was postponed. So the the next game is Dundee United versus Aberdeen, which surprisingly finished two one to Aberdeen. I think we'd all went for a Dundee United victory, so zero points for us all on that one. Yep, bit shocked, but I guess Aberdeen seemed to turn it on a few times in the new firm derby, as they like to call it. Uh, good crowd, I'd say. I'd like to uh, highlight that. I think it was over 11,000. I think it's actually the biggest crowd at Tannadice this season. That's including the old firm. 4,000 Aberdeen fans through, so great atmosphere. Um, and I thought a couple of dodgy decisions. I thought Houston maybe played on a bit too much. I didn't think. I think it was maybe one where Considine certainly looked like he should have given away a penalty. But apart from that, I didn't think it was that controversial game. Um, I thought Jason Brown looked a bit dodgy. In goals again for Aberdeen, I'm not convinced on him. I think Langfield's back there. I don't know if he'll be maybe picking up the number one spot again soon. But I think the main talking point would be the winning goal, surely, which was an absolute peach. I think you'll certainly struggle to see a a better goal than that this season uh, in terms of a strike, anyway, from Carrie Arneson. So a big lift for Aberdeen, and they obviously want to carry that kind of form into their home games as well now. Yeah, they're edging away for that bottom spot. It's up to 10 points between them and bottom now. Which yep. is, it's got to be good for them. Yeah, disappointingly enough, it looks as though they've, they've turned the corner a wee bit. <laughs> and, uh, they're, they're now stringing some, uh, some performances and some points together. So credit to them, I suppose. They had a wee, wee sticky spell there before Christmas, but it looks as though they're starting to haul themselves out of the, out of the mire of uh, Dunfermline and Hibs. Nicely moving on to the Dunfermline against Celtic game which I think we'd all predicted a, a Celtic victory in this one, and they won it 3-0. Laurie, 
somehow, I don't know how, but somehow you got it 100% right. You predicted 3-0. It's three weeks running, I've got at least one score dead on, isn't it? Ah, you're, you're somehow, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you're cheating. If you're cheating somehow, I'm not sure how that's possible. I'll be honest, it was hardly the most brilliant of predictions ever, was it? It was always going to be, what, two, three, four, something like that. <laughs> pick your pick your number and no goals for Dunfermline, pretty much. Yeah, but Dunfermline offered very little in this one and it was really just a matter of time until Celtic scored and... Three uh, 0 yeah, could have been a, a wee bit more. Dunfermline looking woeful again. Is that them still without a win at home? Yep. All season. Yeah, it is. that's ten in a row they've gone. That's it's, terrible. It's four draws and six defeats. Not Chris Smith, I think they need they need Gallagher back. I mean, he did make a wee error himself, Ibrox, but uh, the the standing keeping one Chris Smith is having nothing short of a nightmare. I think Mulgrew's free kick pff, should be bread and butter really for the keeper. You know, straight above him, perfect tight, just tip it over. I think the the punch in his first game was awful, and then against yeah. Inver against Inverness the weekend, that was probably the worst of the lot. Simple kick out, and uh, it's just terrific. It's it's not great when you're down there anyway, but if you've got a keeper who just is making mistake after mistake, it's just not really going to help you, is it? And uh, <clears throat> I think they'd be keen to get Gallagher back to at least get a bit of kind of confidence. Someone steady at the back because it's it's certainly not helping Dunfermline's cause at the moment Is Gallagher not out for the rest of the season? Is it the rest of the season he's out for? I'm sure, I'm sure I've read uh, it No you might, you might be right I, I actually couldn't tell off the top of my head what the injury had been but uh, if that's the case then they're, uh, surely they're going to have to try and maybe bring someone in because he just doesn't look like he's up to the up to the, um, up to the game at all Yeah he might, he might just be having a slow start because it, it has to be difficult for a keeper to come in from going from zero Zero gameplay to to being relied upon, especially for a team like Dunfermline that are. It's not going to be an easy job, an easy shift being in goals for them. He's been around. He's not. He's he's been around for a couple of years though, Chris Smith, hasn't he? He's not. I mean, he's. Um, I can't try to think how old he is. I'm sure he's been around for at least a couple of years though. He played St Mirren. He played for St Mirren for a while, didn't he? he was the number one for ages. So it's not like he's a young lad who's never played, I don't think. Unless I'm vastly mistaken. <laughs> no, I don't know. can't remember, to be honest. So the next game up is uh, Kelly against St Mirren, which Kelly won 2-1. Prediction-wise, I went for a 1-1 draw. Laurie, you went 0-0. Scott went 2-1 to St Mirren. And Chris went 2-2. So nobody got it right in that one, unfortunately. I thought St Mirren started the game very well from what I saw. Seemed to go in front deservedly, but that, that man Heffernan in on the goals again. And I, is it is it Ratchy? Has anybody announced it? He seems to be in a habit of scoring spectacular goals. Another brilliant one on his uh, on his left peg this time. Great lob. I don't know if it maybe took a nick off the defender, but did certainly look like he was meaning it. So it's another cracking goal from him after his one that he got one at um, Parkhead. And did he get one against someone else as well? Someone help me out, no? I think so, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think there was something before, wasn't there? I can't, I honestly got, I, I can't remember the top of my head, but I'm sure it's maybe three I've seen him get cracking goals. So, big one for Kelly, though. And uh, the next game up is Rangers against Motherwell, which finished 3-0. Prediction-wise, I thought Rangers would, would win. I thought they would, they would have won 2-1, so I would have got one point in the predictor. 
Laurie, you went 1-0 to Rangers. You would have got one point. Scott went 2-0 to Rangers. You would have got one point. And Chris steamed in with 3-0. Three oh. points, Chris. The stats backed me up. <laughs> Aye, you're right. You're right, yep. Just goes to show, doesn't it? I think I, I read you mentioned it on Twitter, didn't you? That you'd, you'd got the three points. Yeah, um, that's, I think it's worth being what more. A third or fourth correct score of the season, but I mean that one was that one was purely stats. I wasn't sure Rangers would be capable of scoring three, and I just sort of guessed. <laughs> it's only Motherwell. It's, it's usually, like, it's going to say it's usually like a banker when we play Rangers these days. It's going to be multiple. Yeah, goals. I mean that's that's what six games in a row you've lost by three or more goals. It's, it's not a, it's not a great start, no. What's this about your your lucky strip though, Greg? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't have that on. We didn't. The, um, that that bubble was burst at Tynecastle. Hey. Hearts managed to burst the bubble, and we um, <laughs> we reverted back to the uh, the unlucky home kit at Ibrox, and it proved to be as unlucky as it's been all season. Because uh, you're gonna have to re- release a just, new kit now. <laughs> you need a new kit again. It's all unlucky. You invent another. You invent a third one. To try and get the luck going again. But yeah, no, I, I saw I saw bits and pieces of the game online. It was. Um, for me, boy's birthday that day was always a full cup of the house annoying me, so I couldn't really get to watch it. But uh, from what from what I did see, I, I, I don't think we'd have we, we, a lot of chances. Uh, Higdon had a half chance at the back post, I think, when it was 1-0 to, to Rangers. But, I mean, if you go to Ibrox and they're without Jelovic and, um, you know, they, they lose players early on. It's, it's the best chance you've got of doing something. We just never, we never, ate, we never looked like we were going to do anything. And Craig and looked the most dangerous player. Ah, I mean, Craig has got his score sheets. <laughs> record's unbelievable. He, he scored more OGs than he scored goals. Um, it's not the hard one though. he scored was, a, was an absolute piler. I mean, he's absolutely thumped that one and he's a wild swing at it. So I think that summed up. I think that summed up the performance in the in the second. Just uh, I've just stopped going to Ibrox now because it's, it's it's thoroughly depressing. I've seen this guy hiding there so many times that I'm I'm done with it. So yeah. probably still go more than Craig. Move on. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Laurie. I'm just ignoring that. I <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd move on to talk about the the forum itself, and well, the the forum is is growing, growing. It's had quite a good year last year, and I thought it was time that we introduced some moderators to the forum. So Laurie and Chris have accepted my offer and become part of the SFF team. Drew the short so Thanks for that, boys. <laughs> That's it. And you join Johnny Rob. He completes the the team. Three moderators plus me as the admin. Uh, you you need to remember going put an app on the teacher's desk every Monday, lads. You know, <laughs> <laughs> keep admin a boss. Yeah, shower of six. <laughs> at least it's a good spread, though. You know, it's two well, two Celtic, one Rangers, and one Hearts. So there's surely no conspiracy theorists. Is there? Yeah. Is there Motherwell fan? A... I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a no good chance. Man. But aye, Greg, Greg needs to watch himself. One hand <laughs> up and you're gonna have to be careful. When I saw the uh, I saw the thread in the forum, I was I was, I was gonna log in and type F you F your forum and F the moderator, but I thought that was gonna ban. So if you want to join the, the forum, you could log in using your Twitter or your Facebook account at forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk or you could go old school and register using an email address and password. So I thought I'd mention the, the Paul Band charity bet, which hasn't really <laughs> hasn't really been doing very well. But I think that 
the problem last week was, or on the second of January, I should say, was that I'd chosen the match, and Chris, you'd you'd advised me against it, and you'd given me stats to to back that up, but but I still went for it, and the nil nil for the Hibs Hearts was obviously wrong. I spoke with Paul, and this week he has chosen Dunfermline against Hibs as his Paul Band charity bet. And uh, I checked the odds for this, and as usual, it to seems to be a recurring theme. Yep, 8-1. to <laughs> Every single week so far, I think it's been 8-1. to one. So I'll get a fiver on that, and hopefully we can win some money for charity. You don't sound as enthusiastic now. You sound less convinced that it's going to happen. Every week, every week, I, I lose a bit of faith. I, I can't believe those two defences are going to keep clean sheets. The two teams that are probably more likely to score OGs than up the other end. But hey, Paul's the man, or actually he's not the man, because he's track record's a rank just now. Maybe they better just put a fiver in a pot for charity every week. <laughs> 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 We've started this now, though. We can't really go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is that last time the two played, it was one 0 to Dunfermline, so that's only one goal. We're not too far away from another each. I had this down as a 0 0 before I opened my predictor because I'd put my predictions in a couple of days ago. I just changed it to have four goals in it now after watching the highlights again from the last. <laughs> so far, <laughs> I had this 0 0, but after seeing him scouting Beath and. The Dunfermline highlights again. I just, I just can't see no one scoring in the game. Hopefully they won't. <laughs> so this weekend we've seen the the Scottish Cup fourth round, and well, quite a few games took place. But I think one of the standout games I'd like to to start with was the Hearts against Auchinleck Talbot game, which Hearts struggled in, and they they only won at one nil with Talbot getting a a bit of a dodgy offside to level things. Laurie, were you there? No, thankfully. I was going to go, but um, uh, yeah, mates weren't keen in the end and seemed to be the best. The fact that the game was going to be a, a fair bit more expensive than a pay for SPL game seemed a bit bizarre. But there you go, there was still 9,000 turned up, which I was actually quite shocked at. But there you go. It's one of those games, I thought we should have given a couple of youngsters a run out. We ended up playing... We made eight changes to the team that won the derby. That's the problem. You play Hibs and then, you know, you've got to step up to play in a junior team. It's quite difficult. It's, it's you know, you've got an easy, an easy run out of Easter Road. You know, you've, you've got to then get yourself psyched up for a bigger team and it's, it must be quite difficult to adjust. But no, in all seriousness, all credit to Talbot. I think <clears throat> I listened to the game, watched the highlights. It was basically hearts, as, as Paolo Sergio put it, it was basically 90 minutes of hearts attacking pretty much. Um... But we couldn't score. I mean, I'm not convinced by Gordon Smith. We had like the likes of... I don't know why, you know, we've got a bad few penalties. It's the three missed in a row before that. So we get a penalty in front of a couple of thousand noisy away fans and we give it to a teenager at right back making his debut. Uh, it yeah, seemed bizarre. A, I mean, I hear he does take penalties for the youth team, but at the same time, I don't know. Although Scott Wilson, the announcer... Um, I know a few guys who were in the the corporate for the game, and he told them all to get money on Mullen because he he would he would take a penalty if they got one. So apparently, they all stuck him down at twenty five to one first goal. So everyone was desperate for that to go in, but then all credit to to Talbot. I mean, balance of play, of course, 
thank hearts merited the victory, but they fought valiantly and almost got a, a famous draw at the end with a very contentious decision, which I think was quite clearly the wrong decision. Is that everyone? Was that everyone just agreeing? <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I didn't see the game myself. I was I was following it on the on the radio, but no, nah, I, I didn't see it. So I saw. I mean, I saw the highlights of it, and it's it's, it's kind of hard to tell because it's the usual BBC. You only got a couple of minutes. I'll come on to that later when we talk about the rest of the cup games. But for what I saw, for what I saw, I think uh, I think Hawking like you know made a decent fist of it. You look at the you look at the dodgy goal, the, the disallowed goal, and yeah, she probably should have stood. Should Hearts have had another penalty? Probably should have another penalty. The goal that they scored, be a bit fortuitous. The keeper's gone out and collided with one of the defenders and, and the guy's more or less had an empty net. But it's one of these for Hearts. I mean, if they, if they get out and win that game 4-5-0, they don't get any credit. You know, so 1-1-0 one one doesn't make any difference either. You know, all, you, all you've got to do against um, teams like that is get through it in the next round, which they've done. So um, it was never really going to have a banana skin, I don't think, but um, I think most people would have expected them to win a wee bit more comfortably than they did. The Ocker Light keeper is probably the man that's coming out with the most plaudits because although they had that bad collision for the goal, he had several other saves during the game, Aye. which he did really well. And obviously, he saved the penalty as well, but I think he had a, a good day out for him. And it's such a, it's a bit of a shame that the, the goal was almost his fault. Aye. I mean, Greg summed up, but we've got through, and I'm, I know uh, Chris likes his stats, and since we won it in 2006, we have only won three, that's only the third game we've won in the Scottish Cup. We've beaten Stranraer, <coughs> Auchinleck Talbot now, and Hibbs. And um, obviously that's that's pretty embarrassing, you know. It's easy games, yeah. Pretty embarrassing from a Stranraer and Talbot point of view to be paired with Hibs as the only teams we've managed to beat. But it seems to be the the way we are in cups, you know, we've, we always seem to be like that. It was the same after 98. We were just garbage in it for years. It's like if we don't win it, we just we seem to be out straight away. So just to get through is good. And I suppose that way it works for both teams. As you say, if we'd won 5-6-0, no one would have blink to no one would have cared or raised an eyebrow so one nil Talbot <clears throat> very much pride intact they get all the, the plaudits whilst we get a bit of negative press I think it was very much a heart second string team um, a bit worrying if too many first team players go if that's what we're left with but uh, <laughs> we're through when the hat well the hat's been drawn I suppose but we're in the next round and that's the main thing in the end so Greg are you happy with your, your 4-0 victory um, same sort of thing again as, as the Hearts game. I mean, uh, Motherwell can't really win in this one. They, they need to go out and sort of knock Queen's Park aside. And, and the scoreline, I suppose, does suggest they did that. But having been at the game, it was um, it was far from comfortable. And this was the sort of point I was making earlier about the BBC highlights. If I was a Queen's Park fan, I'd be um, I'd be going nuts because I think I mean the highlights were literally the the, the goals from Motherwell and, and very little of Queen's Park and. I was I was really impressed with them on Saturday. Sometimes when sort of lower division sides come come to places like Fir Park in the cup, you expect a long ball and the um, centre forwards crashing in and you know maybe a couple of scrappy goals from the eighteen yard box. But um, they played some really really good football. I mean, we, we were lucky we got the two goals reasonably early on and it sort of steadied the ship. But Queens Park had three or four decent chances first half. Uh, I mean, we, <laughs> Motherwell weren't at their best. And Saturday, but defensively, we were just absolutely criminal. We were all over the place, especially first half. And I think if Queen's Park had nicked one at 2-0, I 
I'm not so sure it might have been as a uh, as comfortable a, a, a watch as it was in the end. But I mean, McCall made two or three changes to the sides as well. He, he brought in a couple of the guys who've kind of been on the bench most of the season and sort of fringe players. They brought in Page at, at centre back and he was absolutely woeful. I think um, I think he's probably kicked his last ball for the first team this season. They brought Forbes in midfield and he was chronic as well. He's another one that I think is probably just about in last chance saloon um, at Fair Park. So, I mean, they did mix the side up a wee bit, but even so, I mean, you're, you're playing third division opposition there. And if, 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 you'd, if you'd drop somebody in that stadium who knew nothing about the, the leagues of football, um, there's no way they would have said there was a, a three division gap um, between the between the sides. But, like I said earlier on, it's a win and we're, we're in the next round as well. So, Am I right yeah, in thinking? I suppose you have to take a positive. <clears throat> Is it, Sorry. Was that, uh, did they say that was your first win at Fur Park since September? It might well be. I think. I don't know if I caught that right. I'm, I I can't remember because I was watching the highlights. It was what, th- three four days ago. The now. last. It might was last, against us fit, probably. <laughs> I, I was going to say the last victory I can remember was uh, was beating Hearts, beating Hearts one 0 and that would have been, yeah, that would have been back in September. So yeah, Sergio's it, it, first it probably game. is. Aye. I think it was. I think that probably is the first victory up there. And I mean, to be honest, at seventy minutes they brought on they brought in Chris Humphrey and the. Our new Estonian striker, and um, <laughs> I mean, from that point on, we looked, we looked okay, we looked pretty comfortable. We got the, the third goal, and obviously the fourth goal in an injury time. But um, up to that point, it was um, it was nip and tuck. And, and like the Hearts game, the credit's got to go to got to go to Queens Park. They came there and acquitted themselves really well. So um, no shame on them to go down four 0 because, like I say, it probably wasn't reflective for the the overall play. In regards to the highlights, I would say I think. I think it's maybe a bit harsh because you've got the Scottish Cup and there's so many games and there was so many goals that I just don't know how much they can show from, you know, because they showed a fair bit of Hearts Talbot, which I think was probably right. I mean, I, I didn't particularly want them to show lots of Hearts Talbot because it was lots of Hearts failing a score, but I think because it was their sort of big day, especially because they're not going to get many days like that, I thought it was good that they showed a lot of them and there was so many other ties to get through. I think they were always going to struggle to show. Aye, aye. No, I think, I think certainly for, I think certainly for the TV coverage, you're right. But I mean, I don't, I don't see a reason why they couldn't stick some extended highlights on the um, on the BBC website or something. Because again, it's the same um, two minute summary that you got on there as well. But like I say, I mean, as far as if I mean, if you're a Queen's Park fan, you're probably not very happy. But then the scoreline suggests it's a comfortable win for Motherwell. So. Uh, the the online, the online highlights were a bit bizarre. I was. I was watching it uh, earlier on and they've managed to fit about 10 matches in the space of about three minutes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> can't get much in that other than the goals and even then you, you, you're not getting much of the build-up. Ah, you, yeah. you, you got that nonsense at like the Dun United game where you get fans awkwardly having to stand next to Jonathan Sutherland and tell them their prediction and then get slagged by him at the end because how wrong it was. It just seemed to uh, it's going to be 5-1 five, five to Airdrie United. Right, okay then. <laughs> he fairly had to, he, he, he had to point out as well at the end. He made sure they're getting in there how wrong the wee guy was. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, you're going to be happy with uh, Stokes getting a hat trick for Celtic, beating Peterhead 3 0. Yeah, um, I'm delighted with that. I mean, that's, apparently it's only Stokes' uh, fifth career hat trick 
and that's his second for Celtic. Considering he's one of only two men to have scored uh, consecutive hat tricks in the SPL, I found that stat quite unusual actually. Uh, you're full of stats, Chris, every oh, week. I, 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 I do I, like I, it. I thought you were saying full of someone else. It was actually. <laughs> Right, Stokes was at Falkirk when he scored the consecutive hat tricks. I remember that. Which makes the all the more impressive. Obviously, Henry Larson being the other one. <laughs> Aye, so they got a bit of a scare, and was it the first minute Peter Head oh, they, went up? Aye. Yeah, they, I think that was Peter Head's only attack of the game, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think it was one of those ones. They came flying out the blocks. They were the adrenaline rush, if anything, kept them going for the first 10 minutes. And then after that, they kind of. The game took the shape you expected it to and Celtic pretty much dominated. I think there was a one start at one point, Celtic at 80% possession. That's, that's up, there, up there with Barca. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the only time I'll liken Celtic to Barca. We're we'll not talking about Barca because they, they didn't win at the weekend like Celtic did. <laughs> they also weren't playing Peter Head. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so Fraser Foster and goals in. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I didn't have much to do to be fair I was reading uh, Ian Crocker's tweets uh, I was reading it today so I was reading uh, the game was yesterday and prior to the game he was he tweeted the, the lineup, and he mentioned <laughs> he that it Sally was, was Sally, in uh, Sally Ukis was in goal and then he, he apologised and said it was uh, his autocorrect and he says I, I hope I don't say that during the game so maybe he's just been repeating and he said do not say Sally Uska. do not no, say Sally fair, I mean, it, it was Ian Crocker was getting right he was saying Zaluska during the game it was David Province spent the entire first half convinced Fraser Foster was in goal <laughs> I think I, I definitely heard uh, about 80 minutes into the game <laughs> So obviously somebody had a word eventually. Yeah, I it was it was interesting because I'd heard it the first time and I thought, nah, surely didn't he? Surely didn't he? Because they they rarely get things like that wrong, especially when you're talking about a team that they're they're covering pretty much every second week. Yeah, I think it, you could almost understand it the first time because Fraser Foster's played so many games consecutively for Celtic, but to get it consecutively wrong throughout the first half was just getting a bit ridiculous. I'm surprised he managed to get it in though, in between all the mentions of what Inverness once done against Celtic. <laughs> Aye, Crocker was getting picked up on that Twitter as well. I think the only person on that field that hadn't had some hand in that was uh, Ryan Strachan, and that's only because he used to play for Celtic under 19s. <laughs> So the, the other game on TV was Arbroath against Rangers, which I was very surprised when I seen the, the Rangers line-up with what was pretty much the strongest team they could have put out, minus uh, Stephen Davis. I think was the only only one that I really would have put in there. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why McCoy's put out that full-strength team, but it worked. They got the 4-0 victory. Healy scoring again, and Kerkar making a, his maybe once-a-season appearance. And he got in the score sheet as well, although he, he managed to have a bit of a, a howler near the end when he hit a shot that didn't even go out for a goal kick. It, it just <laughs> straight up in the air and bouncing the line, the defender managed to get it and get away. But yeah, 4-0. I think the, the Kerker thing was he'd hit the, the first uh, shot for his goal so sweetly, he thought he might try it again and it didn't quite uh, come off for him the second time. Yeah. What is up with those mutton chops? <laughs> I had to say it. What is up with those mutton chops he's got on? Like the 70s call. They want their they want their facial hairstyle back. 
He's got to occupy himself when he's not getting a, a game, so he needs to just stand in front of the mirror every Saturday afternoon. <laughs> is that what he does, is it? <laughs> well, I can only imagine that's what he does, yeah. Because he's definitely not in the squad very often. I thought it was uh, good of the Rangers fans to get into the spirit of being in a broth before the game. It was very smoky at the start. Oh, it was, aye. It was. Sorry, that's a terrible pun. It was. I, I, just, I just accepted it, Chris. And just said, yep, it was. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like, that's the thing about broth. It's, it's, it's just such a bleak hellhole of a place. <laughs> we, were, we went there in the cup. Must be 15, 16 years ago, and it was uh, against the fourth round. It was a horrible day, it was, it was howling a gale. Travelled up there, and the guttering blew off the edge of one of the stands, and the, the game was abandoned like 10 minutes before kickoff. So, all the locals decided to come around and try and batter lumps out of you. And it was it was all we could do that day to get on the buses and get out of there as fast as we could. It's just there is not a redeeming feature about the entire place. If you took the, if you took the sorry, Smokies... Are we talking about Motherwell there? Oh, it's not. Sorry. Steady. Steady. <laughs> if, you the, if you took the Smokies at our broth, you'd as well just boarding the place up. What a hellhole. Hey, I hope we don't have any listeners from our broth. <laughs> Hello, all the listeners in our broth. Are you joking? They've not even got the radio up there, let alone the internet. <laughs> I must admit, I've never met anybody that's been to our broth and no mentioned the wind. <laughs> I went all the way to Arbroath once and none of the shops were open. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a smoky and none of the shops were open. Just what? I ended up going for a McDonald's and coming home. <laughs> Out of the blue. <laughs> Out of the blue, you're just sitting in Stirling one day going, wait, go Arbroath. Try going to Ibrox once in a while, you just go to Arbroath for a smoky. <laughs> <laughs> Saying the. One of the, the standout matches, uh, Ross County scoring seven against Dennis Muir. Regardless of who you're playing, it's not easy to score seven goals. Was it, am I right in saying that it was only 1-0 at half-time? Yeah, aye, six goals in the second half. They did this before, a couple of years ago, they beat Sterling Albion 9-0, and that's uh, the same year they got to the final. So Maybe again? I could be on. So the, the draw has been made for the, the fifth round, and... Hearts have been drawn at home to St. Johnson. Rangers have been drawn at home to Dundee United. Aberdeen are drawn against Queen of the South. Motherwell drawn against Morton. Inverness or Dunfermline are drawn against Celtic. And Hibs are drawn against Dundee or Kilmarnock. So, Laurie, what do you think? Are you confident the facing St. Johnson? No, I... Th- <coughs> I mean, it's not the worst draw in the world. To be honest, it was a bit of a, a bit of a disappointing dull draw in the end. I was kind of sitting there nervous, you know, was obviously hoping I wouldn't get Celtic or Rangers away, maybe hoping a wee tie against Hibs, but ideally maybe a lower league team. Tyne Castle was always a preferred option, so I suppose we've got a home draw. Sometimes, in a way, it's better to play an SPL team, I think, than a lower league team. Sometimes it can be trickier. So... Not too bad they went at home, but to be honest, St. Johnson have a good record against us recently and they seem to be better on the road than at home, so it won't be easy. Can't complain. Don't want to kind of disrespect St. Johnson too much, but it's a bit of a dull draw in the end, as most of the ties seem to be. Maybe Rangers' Dundee United stands out a bit. United have done quite well against Rangers in recent years. A couple of good results, even yeah. at Ibrox. Yep. Other than that, I mean, you've got Aberdeen, Queen of the South... Bit maybe a bit of revenge possibly for Aberdeen for their 
um, 4-3 defeat in the semi-final a couple of years ago. What's that, Motherwell-Morton? Is that going to be some sort of uh, some sort of derby? I don't know. Motherwell usually clutches straws for those, don't they? Um, <laughs> and then, if Inverness can, if Inverness can overcome Dunfermline, then you get the usual, Crystal of the usual references to to Cali Thistle going ballistic, if that yeah, can happen Ignoring again. the fact that we've beat them the, the last twice before them in the cup. Indeed, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so, Inverness, funnily enough. So, yeah. Nothing too exciting, unfortunately, to be honest. I was hoping maybe an old firm to get at least one of the gruesome twosome out of it. Something a bit interesting, but, yeah, nothing too much. We'll see. So is there going to be two televised ties for this round? Is that the same going, going right through the competition? No, sure. So I'm looking and I'm thinking Rangers against Dundee United would have to be a contender. And, well, you know how the, the TV companies love the old firm, so either Inverness or Dunfermline versus Celtic, probably the next one. But if I was looking, maybe the Hearts and Johnson? No. Would have been maybe better than that? No. Yeah, I just, I'd love to think they just didn't bother televising any of these ties because... <laughs> I can't agree with Laurie. What, what a rubbish, what a rubbish um, cup draw it's been. Do it I was again. watching the, I was watching the, um, watching the Twitter feed and the BBC site coming through, and of course the, the ties are trickling through one by one, and then at the end of it they've got an update, say, <clears throat> update at the end of the ties, you know, some cracking ties in there. Where are they? Show me the cracking ties. What Dundee United versus Rangers who will play each other for what maybe the fifth or sixth time this season? Inverness versus Celtic, the same. It's just all these SPL clubs left in there, and all these SPL ties are just the same old rubbish that you see in the league week in, week out. There is not one decent cup tie in or all that. A decent cup tie would have been Celtic going down the air or, or, or Rangers Ross County or something like that. These ties are just garbage. The, the, the motherable um, the motherable draw, Morton, people are saying, oh, great, we've got a home tie. I'd much rather be going to Greenock. It's, it's nothing to do with the away record and the home record. I'd just much rather be going for a proper old day out in the cup, going to get the train through to Greenock and a, 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 a drink and a carry-on and a good old cup day. And there's just none of these things happening anymore. The teams that are left in it, with the exception of maybe maybe Ayr, maybe Ross County, I mean, who, who would usually want to draw in that cup? It's garbage. It's the same old rubbish we see week in, week out. So, <laughs> the romance of the cup's gone for me. The romance of the cup is the fourth round where you maybe get to go to Cowdenbeath or somewhere like that. But see, as soon as a lot of these smaller sides go out, cup's finished for me. Unless you draw one of those firm at home, or unless you maybe get hearts away or something. It's just garbage. I mean, we, we beat Morton, and I don't know, what's after that? We maybe get St. Johnston, or we maybe get Falkirk. Oh, Who cares? You know? I will St. Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? No, there's nothing. It's just an extension of the garbage we see in the league. Make your mind up, Greg. First you're moaning about our growth and how much of a dump it is, and then, now you want to go away to teams like that. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I, I wouldn't. I, I would have no problems going back to Elbrough in the cup. I'd much rather do that than go to, um, you know, Kilmarnock uh, or somewhere where you go, blooming four times a season. It's just dire. Square go against the Red Lifties is better than having to play Morton. Absolutely, a windswept <laughs> chase up and down Elbrough uh, High Street. It's far more enticing than, than you know trailing to one of these other grounds. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm on the verge of chucking it again. I think. Talking myself, I just chuck in the football. <laughs> when the when the cup starts to get rubbish, then you know the you know the end is nigh. You really do. And you know I know it looks the, like sorry, it, on, it looks to me like a great advert for a sixteen team league. It does indeed, doesn't it? 
exactly that. It's got to be because you look at, but you look at all these. You, that's what I'm saying. But you look at these. You know, the Rangers, Dundee United tie will be, it'll probably be called tie of the round, or, or maybe Hearts and Johnson. And do you know what? It's not tie of the round. It's just a bog standard Saturday SPL game. The fact that it's in the cup, I don't think. I think it means I, I tossed him. To be honest, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they bumped that league up a wee bit, and you're not playing each other four times a season. Then do you know what? Maybe that is tie of the round. Maybe that is a big draw. Maybe there would be a TV audience. Maybe people would go on to see it, but. You know, when you can tip up and watch these games two or three times a season, who cares? When I was reading out the list of the, the fixtures, I forgot to mention the St Mirren or Hamilton versus Ross County and Air United versus Falkirk. But Larry, oh. I blame you for that because it's the way you posted it on the forum. I was well split the. Aye. So I didn't care about those two games. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I. Do you, th- do you think they should be brutally honest on these shows and just go, right, that draw was pish, right, start again. I, I, I blame Andre Vs Boas and Marcello Lippe. It's just go, I used to, out. I guess someone else in. <laughs> you think, it's an interesting choice to make the draw. Do you think they even knew who half the teams were? <laughs> I, th- well, I, think there's a, I think there's a translator somewhere in West London that's currently getting sacked. Just now when the uh, the Chelsea manager gets back down there and he says to me, he sent me where to do what? Although I was talking to a guy the day, he reckoned they were both in they were both in Glasgow to do some um it was some coaching thing to do today, so that's why they that's why they got them to do the draw. I Villa Boss was talking up the, the Scottish coaching system. <laughs> he was complimentary. He was also talking up that uh, Rangers will win the league this year. I know, I did appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> I think he wants to concentrate on his own league. Fellas, <laughs> boss, I'm not exactly doing too well. So the the ties are going to be played on the, the weekend of the, the 4th of February. And moving on to the SPL games. Well, before we move on, I'm just thinking, the only good thing about that t- that entire draw might be the fact that Air versus Falkirk could also be the League Cup final by the time those ties come around. <laughs> are, you that, are you that confident? <laughs> That's a stretch, isn't it? <laughs> God, what's, it's a, what's a it, long shot. What's it come to? <laughs> yeah. So the, the SPL games this Saturday. The first game up is Saturday lunchtime and it's live on ESPN and it's St. Johnson versus Rangers, which is going to have a wee bit of added bite after Rangers have been sniffing around Sandaza and Lomas is coming out and he's, he's not too happy about the way they've been conducting themselves. I think it's going to be a difficult tie. For, for Rangers, I think St Johnson are, are are doing well, especially if Sandaza plays. I, I reckon he will definitely score. As I, as I say every week, it's becoming a bit of a cliche, but it's true, he's, he's on fire. I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory to Rangers because... You've got your blue tinted specs on? Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> See, I'm going to go for one each for the same reason. I think, uh, I think Sandaza will score. I don't think Rangers will uh, score enough to outscore him, so I think it'll be one each. What's uh, what's Lomas really moaning at though? I mean, Rangers want to offer him a pre-contract. I mean, that's up to them. He doesn't have to accept. They're it. allowed to do. I yeah. mean, it's not, it wouldn't be the first time Rangers were cheap, is it? I mean, <laughs> Rangers not wanting to have to pay a transfer fee for someone. Let's see what happened with Lee Wallace as well. Right, we'll get hundred grand for him. 
no, you'll give yeah. us a million for him. No, okay, we'll give you 150. That's like, oh, is this how you negotiate the interest? 165. <laughs> <laughs> One so the point... thing with Zendaza is he's he's out of contract in the summer, so he's he's allowed to speak to other clubs. So I, mean, I can't see why I mean, what they're doing wrong in that respect. And maybe maybe they have went in with a with a disrespectful offer to to get him in January. Maybe that's what it is. Lomas didn't really go into it. In detail from what I read. No, I mean, I mean, understand if he says I, I don't think the player should accept a pre-contract when he could. Uh, he's obviously he's got his own um, he's got his own team to look after, so he obviously wants Sandaza to stay, score more goals, and then potentially maybe if they can get him to sign a deal at St Johnson, then they'll say we'll sell you for X amount more, and you'll win a deal here, here, there, or they want to get some money for him now. They don't want him to sign a. a you know, a, a pre-contract. I don't think it really suits them. So I think they either want some money from now, where they want him to accept a deal at St Johnston. I think the most likely thing who does he'll sign somewhere in this window, and he'll, they'll get some money for him, but not an awful lot. Anyway, bad to score. Three-one Rangers. You'll probably score, but I still think Rangers will win. Uh, I think I think Rangers as well. For me, I don't. Um, I mean, St Johnston have been a wee bit up and down of late. I know St Daz is back and he's fit again, but. Um, I still don't see them doing enough to um, to worry what what appears to be Rangers' sort of um, ability to grind out results at the moment. So I probably go two 0 Rangers. Two 0 Rangers. The next game up is Aberdeen against Kilmarnock, and I think Aberdeen have found themselves on a bit of a run. They, they beat Dundee United, and then I know, although it was only four for, they've started scoring goals. So I think that they're gonna they're gonna put up a, a good challenge here. I'm gonna go for an Aberdeen victory. I'm gonna go two one. I was gonna say this. Uh, I was gonna say this Aberdeen run you're talking about. I'm looking at their their SPL games and they they won the last one and they uh, drew the one before that and they got they drew the one before that. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a good it's a good winning streak of one at the moment in the SPL for Aberdeen. Oh no, I'm counting um, the cup as well. <laughs> counting the four four goals there. That's. That's like, a run, definitely. I was I was at Station Park the other week, and I can tell you, it's no much achievement putting four goals past them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually think Aberdeen will win. I think they have picked up a bit, all joking aside. Um, two 0 to to Craig Brown's men who are who are on the up. Greg will be pleased to know. Greg's favourite, aye. Aye, I can't say another run. They seem to have, they seem to have turned a corner a wee bit, but. Um, is that why you're such? I still can't back. Why? I still can't. I still can't back them. So um, I'm, I'm going to go one each. I'm going to go one each. So it's uh, maybe maybe a score draw. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Definitely. Uh, it's. I think Kilmarnock are capable of scoring a couple. I think Aberdeen are scoring a couple. So I think it could be an exciting game. This, but I think Aberdeen will edge it three two. Sounds a good game. Three two. Next game up is Celtic against Dundee United. And Celtic, is this going to be the potentially their 11th win in a row in the SPL, Chris? Yeah, it would be if they'd done it. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be coming up against a, a tough Dundee United team. I think Russell's going to be keen to carry on that, that three goals. I don't know. Difficult one to call, but I think Celtic, they're on, they're on a run. Laurie, I think you'll agree this is definitely a run they're on now. And I'm going to That's go run, yeah. three... <laughs> 3-2. Three, 3-2? Two. Three, two. I think you're being awfully yep. kind to Dundee United. I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic. Can't see past them at all. I was going to go 2-0, but uh, yeah, make it 3. 
Well, I hate to say it because I hate being uh, confident in, when it comes to Celtic results, uh, and I think it's going to be a comfortable 2-0 win. Uh, it was 5-1 back in August. I don't think it'll be that much this time, but I think I don't see I don't see them being too much of a problem, to be honest. Uh, I think I think 3-0 for Celtic is as well for me. They're in a really impressive um, run of games at the moment. I, I, I just I can't see anybody. I can't see MD in the in the SPL stopping them at the moment. So. I think when you get that wee bit of confidence and that head of steam up, um, they're going to be difficult to beat a good performance at the weekend again with Stokes banging the goals in. So yeah, 3-0 three, three three for me. The next game up is Dunfermline against Hibs. And I mentioned uh, earlier that Paul Band chose this as his charity bet. So I'm going to follow his lead and go for a 0-0. I said earlier that I'm not, even though I did have it in 0-0 when I opened my predictor today from my original, but... I think Hibs have maybe, again, you talk about form, what they, they beat the second division team, but it'll give them a lift anyway, because I think a lot of people saw that as a as a potential banana skin, a game that I don't think we actually mentioned earlier. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Hibs beat kind of be, kind of be 3-2, if anyone didn't know. Whoop-de-doo. Cracking goal by uh, John Roberts. Oh, aye. The one and only. Well, no, not really. The hammer, of, <laughs> the hammer of Hibs does it again. Aye, a great goal. And Lee Griffith scored a, an alright one as well. But aye, I, I can see both defences being breached in this one. So I'm going to go uh, a Fenlon uh, first SPL victory. More misery for Chris Smith and Co. I'm going to go 3-1 to Hibs. I think there'll be four goals, but I think they'll be sharing them. I think it's going to be two each. I don't see there any way that this game isn't going to be uh, full of goals, to be honest. I don't think either defence is that good. I think there's some decent goal scorers in the team, especially I think Lee Griffiths is looking pretty decent. Um, don't know if Gary O'Connor's still hanging about Hibs, given some of the rumours we've been hearing this week. Yeah, I've not uh, heard anything today, but, but yesterday there was somebody on the forum, Laurie, I think it was, was starting rumours about O'Connor having a medical... I was, I was passing rumours on. I, I said <laughs> I said there's a rumour going about that O'Connor's having... I was just sharing the sharing the rumours. It was just a wee gossip, you know? It was just like down at the laundrette chatting away, just, you know, passing on these rumours. Down at Greg's, got to share these things on. That was the baker's, not Greg's, who's... <coughs> Um, <laughs> I was going to say you better have been running my house yesterday because I was out <laughs> that's another rumour don't worry how it started <laughs> aye well he's still there I'm just thinking do I I don't know do I ever back against Hibs funnily enough even against Hearts I didn't back against them I remember not backing against them against Rangers I'm trying to remember the last time I actually backed Hibs not to at least get a draw <clears throat> Uh, you've definitely got a soft spot for them. Wouldn't you? That's where all our points come from. <laughs> I think uh, I think for me in this one... Um, sorry, Chris, did you give your prediction, yeah? Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, yeah. two, two. I think for this, this one, for me, I think probably 3-1 Hibs. Uh, Dunfermline are chronic, and they're, uh, I think they're relegated. I think they're away. So, uh, I, even though Hibs are not that much better, I think with the likes of... So the boy Griffiths signing on for a wee bit longer and give them a wee boost and I think they're capable of brushing to firm on the side so 3-1 Hibs That's superb news for them that Griffiths is staying on for the rest of the season I, 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 I thought there might have been some interest in the boy from from other quarters but um, fair play to him for, 
for signing up and staying on because it's uh, Hibs are in the mire at the moment and it's probably not a great place to be playing football just now but he seems to be doing well and seems to be um, working for him in the side so hopefully it'll continue the weekend for him So next game up is Hearts against St Mirren and I'm not really sure what kind of team to expect from Hearts so I was, I was hearing the uh, Andy Driver maybe on his way to Evian to somebody in <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Think uh, we've already done uh, the bottled water jokes all day. We can't get. I we've covered that enough. Uh, and I don't know Skatchel as well. Any news on his contract? Well, no. Skatchel said that he's absolutely no interest in going to Crawley, and Hearts are actually in talks, apparently about him extending his deal. It's up at the end of the month, and they've said that there's absolutely no way he'll leave before that. That'll be the absolute earliest. Um, right, okay. He's, he apparently, he, he just really wants to stay at Hearts and we're going to offer him, I've heard, we're going to offer him a vastly reduced deal, but uh, he's keen to stay in Edinburgh, he's keen to stay at Hearts, so we might see him, we might see him extend it. I mean, if he wants some, uh, he, he tweeted earlier about good to get a draw at Tynecastle, let's fight to get to Hamden, so, I don't know, he's, he, he's, his heart's still in it at Tynecastle, so I think, if the offer is still <clears throat> feasible for him financially, even if it is a drastic kind of cut on his current wages, could see him stick around. Driver, I'm not too fussed about it now, to be honest. I think he's been a bit part player at the club for a while yet. So yeah, for a while, yeah. I, I mean, he got a game against Auchinleck Talbot, and the only thing I really noticed him doing was diving to try and win a penalty. So it's not exactly... I don't think it'd be the biggest loss now. A talented player, but unfortunately injuries cause his career to basically go down the pan so I think to for both parties it'd be best if he moved on anyway yeah I think we'll, <clears throat> we'll possibly lose a couple of players I don't think if we lost anyone it wouldn't be many by the weekend so don't let that um, don't let that affect your prediction at this stage no I'm still going to go for a, a Hearts victory because I think they've got just too much for St Mirren I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory to Hearts add a cherry on top of that I'm going to go 3 booyah Stephen Elliott back in the side. We'll be spurred on after that. See a bit of form, bit of form against Southland Lake Talbot. We buzzing <laughs> after that. The confidence will be flowing through the veins, right out of the traps, right into the right into them. Three 0 boom, into third place as Motherwell drop points at home in Inverness. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Stop laughing, so make what's prediction. Your, what's your <laughs> prediction, Chris? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going with you, Craig. I think it's going to be a 2-0 win. I think St Martin have gone a bit off the boil late. Um, I don't think Hearts are going to lose their entire squad over the next week. So uh, It sounds like Skatchel sounds like he wants to stay, so that'd be a, a good move, I think, for Hearts. He's looking pretty good. Hard to see past Hearts winning at home. Ah, St Martin win for me. 2-0 St Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, hearts are hearts are chronic. They, they, they struggle to get past a, a pub side at the weekend. They've got a team which is probably been decimated by the weekend, so um, I think they'll be struggling. But no, I'll, I'll joke aside. I saw, I saw St Mirren at Fair Park two or three weeks ago, and I was I was really impressed. It's it's hands down the best St Mirren side I've seen there in, in over a decade. Um, they, they play a lot of good football. Uh, they get it in the ground and, and they move it around well. So if they can do that at the weekend, and it won't be easy, but if they can do that at the weekend, I think they stand a, a decent chance of what would probably be an upset. So I'm going to back the buddies and say 2-0. So the next game up is Motherwell against Inverness, and I'm going to side 
side with Motherwell for this one. I think they're going to have too much for Inverness, although I have been impressed with Inverness every week, really. Inverness have impressed me despite their, their results. But I'm still going to go for a Motherwell victory and I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory to Motherwell. Motherwell are chronic, so uh, 5-0 Inverness. Just falling apart this weekend. They'll just be... Uh, Struggling against an amateur team, getting absolutely annihilated. Their own players firing own goals. Inverness getting a bit of form. Five, five, none, but no, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> one all, one all, I reckon. Motherwell is still pretty naff at home. I mean, if they can only beat Hearts at home, then it's, it's, it's there's not much going for you. So, uh, I fancy a one-one draw. I've got to agree. I think it's going to be a one each draw. I think Inverness are starting to they're starting to put some results together, and Motherwell's pretty poor home form since September. I think uh, since we beat them, <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure Motherwell quite clicking like they were earlier in the season. So I think maybe that'll balance it out. Yeah, one each draw. I think. I I think we'll struggle at the weekend. To be honest. Um... Everybody's mentioned the poor home form, and it's, it's kind of difficult to target against that. The stats are there. We played, we played Inverness in the first game of the season. I think I think we won three 0 three one. But again, it wasn't really reflective of the, the overall play. I thought Inverness were lucky that day. Hit, hit the bar, hit the post. They've been playing decent football. Um, I think it causes problems. The, the defence on Saturday, the middle of defence on Saturday was just shocking. Um, so unless they unless they get a bit up in the backside during the week. I think they could be. I think we could be struggling a wee bit. The only bright side for us is the the, the, the new uh, Estonian boy we've got in. Uh, looks as though he might be a, a fairly handy signing, although he, he seems to be. He seems to have had a good Christmas because I think he's a bit too <laughs> short of being match fit. He was, he was blowing at his ass after about five. <laughs> but he does. He, he looks like a right greedy so and so as well. <laughs> Because he, I mean, he had 15, 15 minutes on Saturday and he had maybe had three or four chances where he could have squared that passed it and he was just thumping towards goals until until one eventually went in. So I, I kind of quite like that. Uh, whether he's going to be much fit to play any significant part, I don't know. But um, I'm going to go to each. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's another uh, point at home for Motherwell, which at the moment isn't really good enough to be winning these games. So unfortunately, I think it's to each. I thought you meant greedy in terms of when he's eating his pies and his chips, you know. It's like, oh, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what eating Estonia, but it must be high fat because the size of the backside on him, <laughs> really me, dragging a log around behind him. I'm sure he'll come good. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the the end of the, the SPL predictions, and brings us to the end of the podcast as well. Thanks for joining us again, Laurie, and Chris, and Greg. No bother. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Uh, Another good podcast. And once again, another wee plug for the forum. If you want to register for the forum and join in the banter, it's forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's sfootballforums. If you want to follow Laurie, it's Laurie Dunsire. If you want to follow Chris, it's Chris1888, and it's Chris with a Y. Greg? Okay. <laughs> nah? Chris, Chris with a Y. Chris with a K, I don't know why. Oh, that didn't go together well. 
And Greg, Greg, what's your Twitter? It's just uh, it's at Greg Barry. Simple as that. If you want, so if you want to hear Greg mump and moan about <laughs> Motherwell, our bro football in general, yeah, he'd be moaning about the cup draw again. Get yourself on Twitter. I'm a good moan about it. I thought you were to say if you want to follow, follow uh, Chris, then it's Chris. I thought you might have got that one in there, Craig, but no. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> if, if I remember. Well, you called me a Rangers fan a couple of weeks ago. So. I did, yeah. I don't think you were on that week, were you? No, I think I was washing my hair or something. Oh, you're not as bad as Greg. He's got a signal every week. <laughs> right, but thanks a lot for the for today. Cheers. No worries. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.